Welcome to the Sunday Poems. I'm Ken Hayda. Thank you for joining me. This is episode number 126. Well, lately I've been reminded of uh, the value of having a good neighbor. Uh, in this most recent bout of ice and snow, my pickup, of course, got buried up to its rim. And so I walked a half a mile or a quarter of a mile, I guess it is, and got a man out of bed and he came uh willfully and eagerly and helped pull my pickup out, <laughs> refused to take money, of course. I heard of another story uh, down in Texas where uh, <clears throat> some folks had a infant baby and they were without power, so a neighbor, someone who hardly knew them, offered to, voluntarily offered to uh, chop up their outdoor wood furniture so they could burn their fireplace so that the baby could be warm during this uh, time of electricity being off. Um, a tremendous act of graciousness and from someone who's basically a stranger. These kind of acts of compassion remind us that we are a society, that we are an alliance of fellow travelers on this earth. And what is fascinating is that these kinds of acts transcend political and other differences. Um, Politics isn't the issue. The issue is something about a primal need to help when someone is in a difficult spot. A reminder of who we really are and what we really need. So I'm going to read some poems today about neighbors. One of the most famous neighbor poems, of course, is Frost's poem, Mending Wall, uh, which many, if not all of you, know it. I'm not going to read it in its length, but... It has an ironic, perhaps even a subversive tone that undermines that most famous line, good fences make good neighbors. Uh, well, yeah, boundaries, yes, necessary, but the need to have a good neighbor and to be a good neighbor is easy to ignore until you need one, as many of us are experiencing lately. I hope you enjoy these poems today. The first one is uh, titled For the Neighbor at Christmas. It is by Maria Catherino. On Christmas Day, you showed me how to seed a pomegranate to split it down the center and pluck out the pulpy red eyes with a fork. I pile them on the cutting board, their white pupils watching as we talk about music, bicycles, the liberal arts, and what passes for pleasantries between strangers. I think our degrees are in optimism, the ability to see the gilded edges around anything, even a Christmas in this drafty old house on the corner of our next lives. You lent me your book of poems by Raymond Carver, dog-eared with little blue X's by the ones you liked. I'm reading the poems, but more often reading you, decoding your cipher, I scan the pages for corners bent by your careful folding through the yellowed valley of the page, looking for the elusive X, a roadmap for hope. Dead Horse by Thomas Lux. At the fence line, I was about to call him in when, at two-thirds profile, Head down and away from me, he fell first to his left front knee and then the right, and he was down. 
dead before he hit the... My father saw him drop two, and a neighbor who walked over. He was a good horse, old, foundered, eating grass during the day and his oats and hay at night. He didn't mind or try to boss the cows with which he shared these acres. My father said, happens. Our neighbor walked back to his place and was soon grinding towards us with his new backhoe, of which he was proud, but so far only used to dig two sump holes. It was the knacker we'd usually call to haul away a cow. A horse, a good horse, you buried where he fell. Our neighbor cut a trench beside the horse and we pushed him in. I'd already said goodbye before I closed his eyes. Our neighbor returned the dirt. In it, there were stones. Stones never, never seen before by humans, nor even a worm's eye. Malcolm, our neighbor's name, returned the dirt from where it came. And with the back of a shovel, we tamped it down as best we could. One dumb cow stood by. It was a Friday, I remember. For supper, we ate hot dogs with beans on buttered white bread. Every Friday, hot dogs and beans. Summer at Blue Creek, North Carolina by Jack Gilbert. There was no water at my grandfather's when I was a kid and would go for it with two zinc buckets down the path past the cow by the foundation where the fine people's house was before they arranged to have it burned down to the neighbor's cool well. We'd come back with pails too heavy so my mouth pulled out of shape. I see myself, but from the outside, I keep trying to feel who I was and cannot. Hear clearly the sound the bucket made hitting the sides of the stone well going down, but never the sound of me. The next poem is by Janetta Calhoun-Mish, our most recent poet laureate of the state of Oklahoma. And this poem is titled On the Neo Show which is a river in northeast Oklahoma, on the Neosho. Neighbor's floodlight illuminates riven skin of a dead Schumard oak. Foxes scream, then suddenly the woods are quiet. In rough crotch of black walnut, a lightning bug looking for all the world like a hot spark freshly struck from the flint of a single bright star, barely visible through the darkening canopy on the Neosha. I like the scaled down economic use of language in this poem. And I noticed three lights in the poem. Did you hear them? There's the star, there's the lightning bug, and then of course there's the labor's floodlight at the beginning. I may be reading this ironically, I'm not sure, but the light, the neighbor's floodlight may be an intrusion. It's certainly alien in contrast with the natural light of the star and the lightning bug, but a light nonetheless that reminds us that a neighbor is not far off if needed, even if we don't know for sure that we need them. 
I'll finish the program today with a poem of mine from my 2010 collection, Spare Parts. The title of the poem is Luling, Texas. I took a wrong turn in Luling, Texas. Didn't mean to, just missed the sign. If you take a wrong turn in Luling, you could end up in Seguin or Shirts or Cibolo or some damn place unmapped. Now, it might not be such a bad thing to be lost in a place nobody knows, if that's what you want. But if you have other places to be, well, it's best not to miss a sign. I was lucky in Luling, by the way. A genuine Samaritan helped me find my way back. He didn't just tell me how. No, he started his pickup and led me back to the right path. Guess he figured some things are hard to explain. Thank you for joining me. If you're interested in my work, look at kenhada.org. I hope that you have a good neighbor, and thank you for trying to be a good neighbor. Until next week, I'm Ken Hader with the Sunday Poems.